Welcome to Frontline Static, a podcast that helps bridge the gap between healthcare workers and first responders and everything in between. We are halfway through the month of February and boy, am I living in a different world now. I have a driver who is able to help me out with getting himself to practices and taking the other kids to their practices and their events. And it's made such a difference in my life because I am no longer a chauffeur on my days off. So that's been really great for our family and we're enjoying um, the new moments that that's creating as well. This week, I am joined by my friend Rose, who is in law enforcement and works for the DA office. Uh, She's been doing that since 2008, and she speaks on um, just being little but strong and kind of the obstacles that she's had to overcome over the way to propel herself and get her to where she is in her career today. So I hope you enjoy my candid interview with Rose. Podcast, I really appreciate you being on. Good morning. Thanks for having me. So tell everyone a little bit about yourself and what do you do? Um, So my name is Rose Oaks and I work as a district attorney investigator. Um, I am originally from Tulare County. I went to UC Irvine. I have my bachelor's degree in criminology, law and society from there. After going to college, I worked for an attorney for a little bit. Um, I thought law school was going to be the route I wanted to take. I eventually relocated back to Tulare County uh, to help my parents out a little bit. And then I found my way to the district attorney's office as a secretary there. And I got the exposure. I was in investigations. I was assigned to the investigations bureau. And from there, I just was fascinated with investigations and I wanted to do it. And I had found out by working there that you had to go through the police academy because it was a law enforcement agency. The investigators are fully sworn. And so um, I did it. Um, Within like months after being there, I applied for the police academy. I tested. I worked full time as a secretary there. And then I put myself through the academy um, on the weekends. And I was in the police academy for 11 months. Um, and so I gave up like my life because I was working full-time Monday through Friday. I was in the Academy Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for 11 months straight. Um, so it was very stressful for me. I was fortunate enough that I was living with my parents and they were very supportive of the career decision I made. And, um, I was fortunate enough to stay with the district attorney's office. I ended up, um, promoting to a welfare fraud investigator. Um, That's one of the units we have there at our office. And then from there, I went to our criminal investigations, which handles trial prep. And we also have specialized units within that um, bureau. And so um, I'm here now. I started in law enforcement back in April of 2011. So um, what that puts us, we're in 2022 now. So um, I'm 10 years in, um, almost hitting, I guess that, um, uh, 11 year mark. If my math is right, I'm sorry. I'm not good at math. So that's why I'm not, um, that's not my profession, but that's essentially what I do. Um, I am also, um, a wife and a mother of two. Um, I'm going to be celebrating my 10 year wedding anniversary with my husband and I have, um, two littles. I have a six-year-old daughter and I have a three-year-old son. So that's a little bit about me. Um, and, and if I can incorporate, I met Janessa through um, 
CrossFit. Um, and so that's another community that I got involved in years ago um, because of law enforcement, because I wanted to continue to stay active and fit. Um, so that's how um, my world connected me with you. Yeah, I, I think that's important to mention because I always like to say, how do we know each other? Um, mm -hmm. And like my first impression of you was like, dang, this girl is like strong. She's smart. She's like in a professional career that, um, you know, I think there's a lot, there's, there's, there's a lot more females in the profession, but to really, you know, have like that strong sense of who you are, um, is so important as a woman. Um, and I feel like that in my career too, um, you know, and then for us to kind of, we met in CrossFit with a common goal of staying fit with the guys like we got to keep up with the guys we don't want to be the weakest link on the team and I kind of felt like that's why I did it a little bit too yes absolutely I totally agree with you um in this day and age like there's um a lot more females in careers that back in the past it just wasn't heard of um especially in your career too you know it was probably something that um you know, years ago, it wasn't accepted. It was, uh, it was almost like a stigma, like, oh, you want to do that kind of profession, like, you're a woman, um, your, your job is to take care of a house and be home. And, you know, it's, it's great, because now it's accepted, and you're a mother, and you are able to manage and hold it down, like, you know, you, you've balanced that life, and um, that was something that I admired in you, too, because I know your son was there with you at CrossFit, and, you know, you would see my little daughter at that time, because I would bring her with me, and, you know, it's just, it's just great to see other, other strong moms, you know, teaching values to their kids so young and, you know, just leading by example. Um, and I think that's important for even both of our professions. You know, we, we want to reach out to others and we want to help others because you want to say, Hey, it is doable. You can do it and I'll support you. So, um, that's something that I think, um, we need, you know, definitely as, as women and, you know, I'm a small frame woman and in the law enforcement, small frame people in general are just targets. And yeah. so that was a reason why um, it was important for me to be fit. You know, I wanted to go home. And, and so that was something that was important to me. And, you know, and, and I was lucky I had a husband that was, you know, he's, he's from the military. Um, he also works in law enforcement. So he was very encouraging. I actually met him in the police academy. Um, funny story, we met there and a lot of people were like, that's not going to work because <laughs> these are those relationships never work. And fast forward to now, you know, we have two kids and we're going to be celebrating our 10 year wedding anniversary. So, you know, it's just good to have a partner. I think that's another important element is just to have a partner that's very supportive of your goals. Um, and I'm sure you have a husband that's very supportive of you. And so it's just great to see other families and other moms having that support system because it's I think it's essential for us yeah and what would you say to other females you know that have some of the doubt because of the stigma you know not so much anymore but because of the stigma in the past who have doubt about that I know you know when I first started in my job um the local air ambulance company that I worked for there wasn't a lot of females and so um when we would land at accidents, they would go straight to talking to my partner, who was a male, who a lot of them worked with. So I understand that. But my partner would say, hey, you know, you need to speak to both of us. 
Um, and so I had to kind of like demand a lot of that respect and just have confidence in myself. I had to learn first to have confidence in myself before I could um, feel like I could demand that respect from other people. So what would you say, you know, maybe the situation that you've had in your career like that, or to some of the women who may be facing that stigma right now currently? Um, so this is going to go back to um, the way it was brought up. Um, I, both of my parents immigrated here from the Philippines. Um, my mother actually um, put herself through college after, I have um, four other siblings um, and my mother put herself through college and we were, we were, I, she actually graduated college with my older, the same year that my older sister did. So that was embedded in me when um, growing up, it was just, my parents came here. Um, my father's um, father, my grandfather, in the Philippines, he enlisted in the U.S. Army because he wanted my father and his siblings to have a better life. Mm. So it was just something that was ingrained in me that, you know, you got to work hard. Um, at the end of the day, like things are not going to be easy. Um, that's just life. Like we all know that. And I know this cliche to say that, you know, life is not easy, but it's true. Um, I grew up in early Mart. I don't know if a lot of people know where that even is. Like early Mart is a very small town in Tulare County. And I'm telling you, like there was drive-bys. I had, um, there'd be drive-bys when I was at school, like there's gangs, all of that. That's early Mart's infested with that. Mm -hmm. And so growing up, it was, you know, family was first. Um, that was what my parents instilled in me and, um, having siblings, um, my older sister is 10 years older than me. So we had a range, um, in between my older sister and my brother is nine years older than me. And I have two younger sisters that one is 11 months younger than me. And one is two years younger than me, but growing up, it was my parents just instilled that, look, there's all this, this stuff that we don't want you to get involved in, um, you know, gangs, like drugs, um, all of that, like they made sure, like we weren't sheltered because, you know, we were still exposed to it, but they made sure, Hey, you go to school, you come home, you do your homework, you work hard because, you know, you don't want to have a hard life. You want to have like, a, you want to have a better future. You want to have opportunities. So that's what was instilled in me. So, um, fast forward to when I went to the police Academy, you know, I was fortunate enough that I worked in a law enforcement agency already. Um, I was exposed to, um, transcribing interviews from investigators. I was exposed to, you know, um, seeing cases come in um, and seeing the whole process from there going forward with things going to court, investigators having to do follow-ups. So I was exposed to that. And, and what I could say, um, I actually have been um, in the office, like our chief, um, she actually was my mentor when I went through the police academy. So she always has when there's um, other females in the office that are like secretaries or aides, um, she always tells them to come talk to me about how I um, got to where I'm at now because, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to be an attorney. I knew that for sure because law school just, I was, it was not going to be for me. Um, and I was working full time and I put, put myself through academy and, and I mean, I don't have a military background, so the academy is semi-military structured. I never shot a firearm until I, my first day on the range on the line at the police academy. So, you know, I, I guess I'm like that underdog because, you know, I was, I did go to college. I had a degree, but the police academy is a totally different animal. It, it is through college. I will say that, but 
it's totally different structure. You have um, drill and deportment, you have PT, you have range, you have practical. So it was completely different for me. Um, and I was, I had to step out of my comfort zone. So what I, what I would say is that, you know, it's just defeating all the odds because you, you have to just believe in yourself. Like, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said you, it starts with you, your confidence has to, you have to have that confidence. And so um, for me, I know that having that confidence is um, knowing that I have people that support me, um, that's important for me. So when I, there was actually a gal at work, like she wanted to go to the police academy. And, you know, I told her, you know, one of my things that I struggled with when I was in the academy was the fact that I was, I was like not even hundred pounds when I was at the police academy. I was little and I was the smallest one in the academy. And I was like, being strong was something that was important because you had to get over a six foot solid wall, a chain link fence. You had to drag, um, I think it's like a, um, I can't remember the weight of the dummy. I don't know if it's like, um, it's a, like a 165 pound dummy. Like you have to drag it. So what I told that girl that, that wanted, that had aspirations to be an investigator and wanted to go to the police academy, I told her, look, I found CrossFit after I um, became an investigator. If I would have known, if I would have talked to myself before the academy, I would have told myself, you know what, go to CrossFit it's going to give you confidence. It's going to make you stronger. Um, it's just going to, overall, it's going to help you. Um, and she did, she started going to the 5am class. Um, and she ultimately found a different career path, but she was just like, Oh my God, I never thought I could do this. Like, and I was just like, that's, that's where it starts. You think you never can do something, but you have to get over that. You have to just say, I can do it. And, um, and you just take that first step forward and you go with it. And um, so that's something that, that um, I believe is important. It's starting with yourself. Like if you're not gonna have the confidence and if you're already gonna have the negative attitude, you're, you're going backwards. Um, you, need to, you need to push forward and just believe in yourself. Yeah, and I love that thought that you said to just, you know, it's not, it's never the circumstances that we're in because we all have different circumstances that we're facing or different challenges that we're facing that we might think is the thing that's stopping us from going forward with what we want to do. But it's really like our thought that we have about it, because you mentioned like your thought was I can do this, like despite working full-time Monday through Friday, despite, you know, every circumstance that you had before it, you still carried with you that thought, like I can do this. And that's how you got through it. Yes, absolutely. And, and it's because I thought of my mother, like she was, um, you know, working full time, she had five kids, she still went to college. And, and this is she, this is not because she's native to this country. So for me, I was like, I always think back to my mom, how, you know what, the odds were all everything was against her, like, she had to go through the whole process of coming to America. Um, everything she had to do everything legally um and because she had the support from my father she was able to work and she was able to go to college i mean i remember she'd be like at school at night um and before i was born my brother and sister they've they've told me stories like yes you know mom would feed us dinner and we would get in the car and we would be wrapped up in our blankets and mom would be going to class in porterville dad would drive her we would wait in the car and she would just go to class and then we would go home. And so I always think of my mom. Uh, sorry, I'm getting a little bit um, yeah. emotional because yeah. she is my aspiration. She definitely yeah. is. 
And I, I, you know, I think it's important that you mentioned that and that um, at the beginning, you kind of mentioned, like, I think it's important that our children see the sacrifices that we do and the things that, you know, we do to um, do well in our careers and to really pursue what we want to do. Because I take that for granted. A lot of times there's a lot of weeks we have so much going on that I'm like, you know, I don't stop and think about the things that we're doing, the actions that we're taking, the every day that we continue to get up and do what we're supposed to be doing, even though sometimes we don't want to, our kids see that. And oh, that's absolutely. a reactionary event that for them later, when things are tough for them and when they're going through something and when they think that they can't do it, they'll remember back on that we did it and somehow we made it work, you know? Yes, I, I, I agree 100%. Um, speaking of, of kids, um, last week we started my daughter in jujitsu. And, you know, you've seen her, she's little, she was a preemie. Um, we, my introduction to motherhood was, okay, you're going to have an emergency C-section. She was born like almost six weeks early. She had to stay in the NICU for 12 days. Um, and so like her life was difficult from the beginning. It was difficult for her. She was on, you know, feeding tubes, oxygen, um, everything. Um, first day she was born and um so she's an, she's another person like I, I think I had answered one of your questions about who um who do my, who motivates you most it's my kids especially they were both born, born early and my daughter like she's tiny um she looks like she's four years old because even though she's going to be seven this year she looks like a little four-year-old because she was she was four pounds at what four pounds, six ounces at birth, um, a pound, of sh a bag of sugar was bigger than her. We always tell her that when we go to the store, but we started her in jujitsu because I started jujitsu a few years back because I, I just saw everything that was happening to, to, um, officers, um, out in law enforcement and how everything is recorded and on YouTube. And so my husband's been in martial arts for like ever since he was a kid and he never pushed me to do it. He just said, Hey, you know, it's, it's there when you, when you make that decision. Well, I made that decision to join jujitsu after my son was born, because I was like, man, I, I don't want to be out there making a contact because we do make contacts at the DA's office. A lot of people are not familiar with what we do, but we do make contacts. And sometimes I'm by myself, you know, and I'm wearing a gun and badge. I'm in plain clothes. I'm wearing dress, a dress shirt and dress pants. Um, and, but all criminals see or bad people see is the gun and badge. And mm -hmm. so they don't care where I work. They don't care what I do. And if I'm not a first responder, so for me, what, what really hit home was, you know what, I have two kids at home. What if something happens to me when I'm making contact at this house? I'm by myself. I don't, I don't essentially, you know, my radio is in my car. Sometimes I don't necessarily carry on me every day because I'm not wearing a full uniform. You know, I don't have all of that. And so I started jujitsu. Um, I had been going off and on and my daughter would see me there. And, you know, we finally found, um, a school for her to go to and she started last week and so it's just amazing to see her because she actually had confidence on the mat it was just like oh my gosh and she's just like mommy I want to do this and so I think it's important too for our children to also make their own decisions but have the support of us but I think because she saw me doing it she's seen my husband doing it it made her comfortable enough to be like okay I could do this too and 
you know, and, and jujitsu is a very difficult sport. Um, there it's just, and there's, it's, you're on the ground and, you know, it's just completely out of my comfort zone. That was why I didn't want to do it. Cause I was like, I'm not good at this. And so she started there and it, it's just amazing to see, like, she's not afraid. Like, I think that's like something that, that is in children that I wish, like I still had as an adult, like they have this resilience and they just have this belief, like, oh, well, I could do that too. And so she'll see her teacher do something and, you know, she'll try to mimic it. And it's just amazing because they're just like so fearless. Um, and so I just, I think that's important too, like, you know, to, to see our kids like out of their comfort zone and being able to, yeah, mommy, I could do it. And the best part was like her first day, my son was there and, you know, he's three. He looks like he's a two-year-old because he's also little, but he was like, go with sister. And I was like, this is, this is exactly what I wanted. I wanted them to, to be able to be confident to do something. And, you know, as a, he's a three-year-old and he's just like, I could do that too, mommy. And so I just, I just think of them too, when I'm like, man, I can't, I, I don't think I can do this, or I don't think I can handle that. And I just think of, well, gosh, you know, they're willing to jump, you know, all in for something that they've never done before. So um, I, I think that that is important for, you know, I, it's like you said, like, you get so busy in the hustle and bustle of everything. And you forget, like, sometimes your actions, like your kids are watching them. And, you know, and, and I'm not perfect. I, I know nobody's perfect. I, I make mistakes. And, but that's not something that I want, you know, yeah, I get frustrated in the morning. Like this morning I was flustered because I woke up a little bit late and I was like, oh my gosh, we got to get going. And, and my daughter, she'll stop me and she'll be like, mommy, you know, you don't need to get upset. And so it's just, you know, they're so, I feel like they're just so innocent still when they're so young. And that just reminds me, okay, you know what? I don't need to get upset. Like things are still going to get done, but she kind of keeps me grounded, you know, and, and it's weird because I'm like, she's six years old and here she is telling me like, mommy, like, it's okay. Yeah. And so, so it just reminds me of like, okay, it's like what you said, like, we get so busy, like, oh my God, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to get here. I got to get this done. And I'm on a time crunch. I got to do this. But for them, they're just like, they just have this faith that we're going to be able to get it done, I guess, yeah. because they see us doing it and they just don't think that it's not going to get done. They're like, Oh, it's not impossible. Mommy. It's still going to get done. Just relax. Yeah. And I love what you said too, about, um, our kids, you know, we can learn so much from them and, Absolutely. and I'm in kind of a different stage right now, just having three teenagers. And I've really had to let go of that thought <laughs> as well. Like they aren't going to do what I want them to do. They have their own agency to make the decisions that they want to make. So I have to continue to remind myself to support whatever it is that they do and kind of guide them in that way. But it, when it comes down to it, they're bigger than I am already. They don't have to listen to me when I say go to bed at their bedtime, you know? So it's kind of that like um, give and take and really kind of figuring out the communication between your kids. But absolutely, like I feel like they sometimes they are just the best of me, like where I'm weak. You learn so much from them and what they do and how they think and how they are growing up in this world that's so much different than the world that we grew up in. Yes, um, absolutely. You know, I, um, I totally agree. It's, 
I'm, I'm actually afraid of when my daughter is a teenager because she already has, um, she has very strong opinions and she likes to share them already. And, um, and it's funny because a lot of people are like, a lot of my friends are like, well, yeah, she's mini you, like you are not afraid to say what you think. And so she's naturally going to be like that. And I'm like, oh no, my husband always tells me, he's like, you guys are totally going to bump heads when she's older because <laughs> she's so opinionated and she stands, you know, she stands for her opinions. Um, but then I'm like, oh, I know. And I'm like, I tell him, well, you're just going to have to deal with her because you're the only one that knows how to tame that attitude. And so she's just, you know, she, she is, she's very confident in making decisions. And with my son, his personality is coming out and he is very stubborn. And so they have, you know, they have different personalities and um, she's just, you know, but she's very good at, guiding him and so I'm very I'm very lucky like I I wasn't gonna have another one after my experience with my daughter and having her in the NICU like that was completely foreign to me and, and I know you have a you have a similar experience your children were in there your twins were in there longer I couldn't even imagine like it was rough enough for me for 12 weeks uh, I mean 12 days but um so we we weren't and I had a coworker that has only one, one daughter tell me, you know, that was one of her biggest regrets. Like, she was like, you know, later on in life, my daughter asked me, how come she didn't have a brother or sister? And she's like, and I just couldn't. And she was like, you know, you're, she's like, I know you're scared to have another one, but you know, you can do it. And so I just, you know, I just let that happen. Um, you know, if it was going to happen or not happen, I just put my faith in God like if God wanted me to have another child then then we would and um we tried and we you know we were blessed with my son and um his birth story was really difficult too because I had an appointment and my doctor was like it's happening again what happened with your daughter and um basically my placenta was aging faster than the baby and there was um potential test um, detachment, like, um, risk. And so it was happening again with my son. So that one, I was a little bit more prepared. She's like, okay, we'll schedule a date. We went in, but for him, I, um, I was actually put under general anesthesia. Cause I, I, I could feel everything when they were trying to do the C-section. So mm -hmm. for him, I was asleep. And, um, and so I, we didn't find out the gender. We didn't find out the gender with either one of my kids. And, um, so when he was born, my husband was like, you need to put the baby on her. She'll wake up. And he, I woke up to him telling me we have a son. And so um, for me, it's like being a mother and, you know, being that example for my kids, like, you know, right now, like um, I, when I drop them off to school and I drop off my son to daycare, like, you know, I'm, I'm in my my uniform for work and so they know what I do for a living their teachers know what I do for a living and 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 I I want my my kids to know like it's okay to do a profession that um that wasn't accepted in the past like you know it, I do it um and and I embrace it like you know um challenges that I face at work because I didn't work patrol I I went straight into being an investigator so I didn't work patrol and I didn't get to experience any of that. And sometimes I feel like, did I miss out or did I, you know, was it, was it best for me not to have that? Um, 
And in the end, I think because I had the exposure um, as a secretary there at the DA's office, um, I had, I had, I just had a different career path and um, investigations is completely different from being a first responder, you know, and they do an amazing job. First responders, I mean, people that work patrol, it's amazing what they, they're able to do because everything's very fast paced. Investigations is just very different. You know, there's, I worked um, well for fraud for a long time and that's all paper. Um, you follow paper trails. Um, I've worked workers comp. Um, I've worked trial prep. Um, that's why I joined law enforcement because that was my ultimate goal, not just to help victims and to help witnesses. It was just to help pave the path for other other women that wanted to get into law enforcement, just because it, it's still there's still stigmatism against women now in law enforcement, even though there's more of us in it. There there's still a lot of that happening. And and for me, that's why I'm like, no, you know, that's why I do this profession, um, because I know we can do it. Um, I've seen amazing um, women in law enforcement. Um, my chief is a female. And so, you know, it's like um, my best friend, she she's an officer, too. She works. And so I I just think it's it's amazing because I'm like, there's women that I know that that are more than capable of, of doing this job, well, regardless of their size, you know. And so I just think that, um, you know, it's just that's that's another reason why I did it, you know, is because of the fact that I wanted to be able to be that that person, that mentor, that person that can say, you know what, yes, you can do it. Look at me. Like, you know, I, I didn't even think I could pass the police academy because like, I never shot a gun and it was like, you had to qualify in day, daylight and you had to qualify at nighttime. I struggled um, shooting. It was just not, it, I didn't grow up doing it. It wasn't something that I was good at. Um, and you know, I struggled passing the police academy because of that. Um, and now fast forward today, I'm actually on range staff at our office. And um, I've improved because I had to, you know, I was in that, that position again, where like, man, this is not something I'm good at. So what do I have to do to make sure I can get through it? And now I'm actually in a position where I'm like, you know what? Um, I want to help people. I want to help people that struggle because I struggled you know, and, and, and again, it just, it just goes back to um, me wanting to, to just be that person, like, hey, you know what, um, I am having trouble with this, I'm struggling with this, and, and I'm not like the greatest shot, that's not why I got put, you know, that I got assigned to be part of range staff, it was because um, I was actually told, they're like, Rose, you're, you know, um, I think people are comfortable talking to you, like, you know, coming to you and, and asking you for help. And so I was like, wow, you know, I, I didn't think that. And, you know, but they're like, yeah, they just feel comfortable coming to you. And I'm like, oh yeah, like I, I'm not here to judge anybody. I'm, I'm not the greatest, you know, but if I could help somebody, then yes, like um, by all means, like, you know, sign me up. Like that's, that's what I wanted to that's why I got into this profession is because I did want to help. But I did want to say like, look, you can come from a, a gang invested, like drug invested, like, you know, place, you know, I lived, you know, I lived in early Mart. Um, you know, you can still make it, you know, you, you don't have to get involved in that. You don't have to go down that path just because that's what's there. Yeah. You have to look for something that's not. Yeah. 
And what I love about, um, you know, this conversation and what I get from you too, is that um, no one likes to be uncomfortable in whatever positions or goals that they go for, but you have to be like to be able to go forward with what you want to do and to up level, like you have to be willing to put yourself in uncomfortable situations where you're willing to let yourself grow and you're pushing yourself to be better. And then when we do that, like when you did that and you allowed yourself to be uncomfortable, go through the police academy and kind of forge your own path, then that's showing other people how to do it. Not only that they can do it, but how, and sometimes we just have to be willing, you know, to be that person to just be uncomfortable so that we can help other people figure out their how. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I wanted to go back to something you had said earlier about um, when you first saw me at CrossFit. Um, so I've been told um, that because when I'm in that element, um, even when I'm in jujitsu, like I am very focused because I'm like, man, this is, this isn't natural for me. This doesn't come like, I, I didn't work out like before the police academy, it was like, okay, like I would work out a little bit here and there. But, um, when I met my husband, like that's all he did was work out. Yeah. And, you know, that was his thing, martial arts, you know, working out and, you know, and he was in the military. So that was something that he was just like, I'm like, you're just naturally good at it. And he's like, no, I'm not. Like I had to work at this. And so when you say, like, when you saw me in CrossFit and you're just like, oh, wow. Like I've had like other people tell me that. And um, I just think it's amazing because it's like, I'm not, I'm not the greatest at it, but being able to have somebody tell me, gosh, Rose, when I saw you, I was just like, man, like, look at that girl. Like she's, you know, she's able to do that. And, and for me, it's just, it's very humbling because I'm like, man, you have no idea. Like I have struggled with doing this. Like I, that's out of my comfort zone. Like, um, I'm very self-conscious about how I look and you know what I'm doing. And, and you guys have no idea, like that's what's going on in my mind when I'm sitting there working out and you're just like oh my god look at that girl like you know she's doing great and then I'm here like oh my gosh like I'm having a hard time am I doing this right am I not doing it right so it's just it's just really um interesting to see like the different viewpoint um of somebody you know because you don't think of that of yourself like yeah you know I'm sure I'm sure it's easy for us to be like gosh you know like I'm, I'm trying so hard to do this and then on the outside somebody's looking at you and watching they're just like man like they're yeah. they're doing fantastic they're just natural at it you yeah. know and like it's just it's just it's just great to have that feedback I think that's another important element is um is having you know somebody actually tell you like hey you know you did great. Like, I didn't even think that you were, you're struggling or you weren't nervous. And then on the inside, you're like, man, I was so nervous. And then yeah. it's just, it just builds your confidence. I think yeah. that's very important. I, I agree. I think like one, you know, as females too, or people who are, you know, reaching their goals, like we always need to be reminding other people too, that they're doing a good job. And then two, just you know, I think a lot of people see what I do in flight nursing and they think like, oh, she must always be confident. She must never have self-doubt, but that's not the truth. Like I am a human being. I have all kinds of emotions, all kinds of self-doubt. 
you know, all those things. Like I, I felt all of those things at every step of the process to get to where I am. And I still feel like that on calls and every shift that I work, but it's just remembering like, we're all humans. We all have that. Um, so we're not any different than anybody else. Those are the same struggles that we're all feeling, you know? Yes. Um, I, I agree. Like, it's like you, people think like, you're not, we're not robots, you know, yeah. we, we have emotions and, um, and I, and I know for you, it's very important. Like, you know, you, you have to, I'm not saying like, um, that we don't have feelings when we're doing our job, but I think because we're, we're just so goal driven, like that's what people see. And that's why they think, oh gosh, like they're not nervous. Like they're not feeling anything or like, you know, like I'm sure you've responded to some very like horrific you know, accidents and calls and like, you're having to be like, no, I got to get this done. And people like, don't think that later on, like that's going to affect your career when you respond to, to different incidents, you have to be that strong person for that family, for that, for that person, because they're falling apart. So I think that's something that's a gift that we have, because I don't think that everyone's, I mean, it's not easy to do. And I don't think everyone's capable of, of having that gift of, okay, I still feel, I, I, I understand I have the emotions, but I have a job to do and I got to get this done because that's my way of helping you. So I think like sometimes like that callous, like, um, response that we have, because we just got to get something done quickly. Um, and we have to go through the, we have to go, it's like, we're just going through the motions, but we still have the feeling, but I think, it's just a, it's, it's, it's a gift and a curse, I guess you could say, because yeah. we have the ability to shut down those emotions and shut that off and do what we got to do. And then we have to flip back on. So it's like having to do that stress, deal with that stress, you know, going from work life, going to home life. Like, I think that that's another, um, that's, that's something I know I, ha- I work on because, um, I don't like to bring work home. Um, we have a role in our house. My husband and I have a role in our house where um, we don't bring work home because he's like, no, because that's just going to ruin, that's going to ruin our house. So we like to leave that. And so turning that switch on and off is, is very difficult. So like I said, it's like a gift and a curse at the same yeah. time. Yeah, I definitely agree with you with all of that. Um, I think you know, it's being able, like you said, to focus on whatever the goal is. Like for me, it's focusing on, you know, saving that patient's life and doing what's best for them and making a critical decision in that time frame, no matter what else is going on and really trusting yourself too, that you're making the right decisions um, for that, for that goal. Um, and being able to shut off, like you said, too. Um, I really appreciate, you know, the conversations that we had about family life and, careers and everything. I think there's a lot to be learned from this conversation to everybody listening, but I just want to leave it with one last question. What's a piece of advice that you've received that's kind of propelled you to where you are either personally or career-wise in your life? Oh gosh, <laughs> that's, that's a tough one. Um, because like I said, I, there, there's, you know, many people that have influence and impact my career and my life. Um, Or like possibly someone who's wanting to get into law enforcement, like maybe some piece of advice that you got that kind of really helped you through those tough times where you did have that self-doubt. Um. 
you know, it was my husband when I was in the police academy and I just wanted to throw in the towel and just be done. He was like, he was like, look, you didn't think you could do this and you've gone this far. Like you only have a couple more weeks, like suck it up. Yeah. Like you could do it. And he was like, what happened to that person in the beginning that was like, oh, I could do this. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to sign up for the police academy and I'm going to take that test and I'm going to get it done. He was like, what happened to that person that, that wanted to do that? You know, and he told me just because something gets difficult, you know, that doesn't, you just, okay, I can't do it anymore. And he was just like, you have to think back and have that confidence again. And so I guess that's what I revert to. Like, even now is gosh, like I can't do this. And that was something he told me, take that out of your vocabulary, take out that word can't. He was like, I don't ever want to hear you say that. And that has stuck with me until now. Like he's just like, I don't want to hear that. And, and it's something that I want to instill in my kids because it's like, no, don't say you can't do something. You have to say, I will find a way. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's some really good advice to give. Um, well, thank you for joining me, Rose, today. I, I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate you talking about law enforcement and kind of what you do um, with the DEA. And um, I really appreciate you talking about kind of how you do work-life balance and the stresses of your job, because I think that's really important for, for people to hear how you kind of um, integrate that into your life. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And, and I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to discuss my career and my personal life. Yeah. And maybe we'll do a competition together one day, CrossFit competition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've only done one in my whole CrossFit career and, and I've kind of stepped away from that, but I, I, I hope to be back soon. Okay. Well, good. All right. Well, good talking to you today. Have a good one, Rose. You too. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. If anything in this episode motivated you to get going on your goals and overcome your obstacles, book a consult with me and we can talk about what working together would look like. And I hope you guys have a good rest of the week and weekend and we will talk with you next week. Bye.